The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Bex. I have got experience teaching across the primary school range, and I also have the privilege of training the next generation of teachers as well. Hi, I'm Nicola, and I have similar experience to Bex working throughout primary school age, and now actually into secondary, and also I've trained teachers in my career too. And today we are exploring what science we can teach with an incredibly true wartime tale. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Herbert's War. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of November 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gorgeously illustrated by Ellie Booth Bentley, which should be with you just in time for Armistice Day. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Bex Nicola and Corporal Herbert. We are starting to explore the science of war, are we? Kind of, yes. Where I'd start with our younger learners, so our four to seven-year-olds, is I'm imagining them receiving a letter from Hmm. the British Army asking them to help them because the trenches are much more cold and muddy and wet than they were expecting in France. Mm. So what they'd like them to do is to find out the best material in which to make their uniform so that when they're going out Uh, in the trenches and it's cold and muddy and wet, and those are three of the words from the story, Mm -hmm. what would be best for them to make the uniform out of? Because there's lots of, if you actually look into the war, actually even at first they were wearing caps on their heads instead of helmets because they didn't really Mm. understand that they might get hit on the head by a bit of debris or shrapnel. I think in 1916 it was that they actually started wearing helmets rather than just hats on the front line which is just mad so I just thought the children really really love a challenge particularly that joy and awe and wonder of getting a letter Mm. so they get this letter and then in their science lesson they're going to investigate different materials and create a fair test and decide what the experiment they're going to be doing how they're going to make it fair which materials they want to test and then they don't have to write back that they could write their findings down Mm -hmm. and send a letter back to the British Army to let them know which is the best material for their uniforms. So they could look at different materials for like boots and uniforms and helmets. And I just thought they'd really, really enjoy that. And it would link into the topic of materials that's the common theme between reception year one and year two. They've all got to look at different materials and the use of different materials. Would they need to make them waterproof yes. as well? As a teacher, you could give them some materials to choose from or you could get the children to go and even find materials that they wanted to test or bring them in from home if you wanted to link in your Mm. communication between home and school. So they'd have different materials, probably work in little teams and let us know what's best. (laughs) And knowing your penchant for drama, Bex, I love the idea of having this letter delivered by someone in military uniform, like it's a a telegram or something. Oh, definitely. And that would really link in well, actually. I thought it would be in the letter, but it could be a postcard again linking into the theme of postcards from the story or like a telegram they'd love that especially if you could get it 
in that typewriter font. Yeah, yeah. And on like brownish paper. Oh, they'd love it. That links with DT as well, like as in designing. So they could, uh-huh. once they've got the material in science, they could then design the uniform. Mm. Yes, yeah. For the yeah, soldier. They'd really enjoy that. And then there's nothing in the Key Stage 1 curriculum, which I was really sad about, about shadows and silhouettes. But I really, really like hmm. the fact that it talks about the silhouette of the German soldiers that come to, in the end, rescue Herbert. But actually, I, I really like doing some work on shadows and silhouettes because I, I think they'd be fascinated yeah. by it. And actually, particularly in the early years, so our four and five year olds, you can follow the leads of the children. So you're not constrained mm. as much as we are in Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 2 by the curriculum because you're really looking at what the children are interested in. So I was thinking they might love to do some work on silhouettes, which would link into the <laughs> art that we're going to talk about next week. If you combine it with shadow puppetry, yes. they almost definitely will. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And finally, kind of for our young learners for science, I was thinking about food and hygiene. So Ooh. World War One is one of the topics that I do with the year sixes, which has really helped me to think about what we could pull out. Actually, their hygiene kit was as important as their rifle. Mm. That's what historians are saying, that actually if they weren't yeah. clean and if they didn't take their boots off and change their socks every 24 hours, then they might get trench foot. So actually looking mm. at some of the problems in the trenches in terms of hygiene and looking at food, because obviously they'd eat bully beef. That was the thing all the letters talk about and stale biscuits and um <laughs> and, and i think yesterday i talked about the field kitchens that were quite far away from mm. the front line so even if the food was hot when it was in the field kitchen it wasn't hot by the time mm. it got to them in the trenches so i thought even having a little bully beef snack and seeing what the children thought of it which is basically corned beef which is just pretty gross i yeah. think and they love I'm, it i mean i know i'm vegetarian yeah. anyway but that is just yeah, yeah it just it makes you it makes you cringe as somebody who actually eats me yeah. i was like i'd not eat that <laughs> but just that understanding for them of how could they have made a balanced diet in the trenches this is what they got so like they got raisins mm. in their rations they got onions they got some potatoes how could they have made the most healthy mm. meal that they possibly could and kept themselves as clean and tidy as they possibly could so I guess looking at that kind of food and hygiene, which will link into the DT that we're going to be talking about next week as well. Yes. But yeah, it's really important. And then how do we keep ourselves clean now? I was going to say, are you going to then move yeah. that into keeping clean and, and hygiene today? Yep, yeah, which links into the early years framework and into Key Stage 1, all of that handling ourselves and yeah. being able to keep clean. And sometimes I think we can take for granted some of the things that we have that actually mm. they wouldn't have had in the trenches that would have really helped them. There's a picture of like someone finding a toothbrush where it's got none of the bristles left at all. Mm. But it's still the same shape. So I think looking at hygiene then and now and the changes and then how could they have kept themselves clean and eaten well and what's a healthy diet look like for us and what did a healthy diet look yeah. like for the men in the trenches. I mean, there, there's so many incredible things that you, you just can't imagine people having to live through. But in, in terms of the food and the hygiene, I mean, that's something that we all have to deal with every single day and I know that for some early years environments especially they can sometimes look and feel a little bit like the trenches <laughs> in terms of the, the food and hygiene but let's move on up the school now to ages 7 to 11 Nicola where was the science that you unpicked? Can I just say Bex I thought your ideas were absolutely superb and I think some of those could easily be developed for the older children as well really amazing I came yeah. up with different aspects of the curriculum actually this might sound slightly tenuous but when he was lying there he was looking at the stars and I just think it's hard often to bring the solar system into 
our discussions sometimes, but I think this could be an opportunity to do that. When we were discussing in maths about time mm. and about how long it took, well, maybe he kept an eye on the moon and the changes of the moon to help him keep an eye on the time mm. that, that was passing. And just describing the movement of the moon in relation to the Earth and discussing those key properties of the sun, the Earth yeah. and the moon and um, and the Earth's rotation and so on. And there's no reason why you couldn't then think about the stars. There's probably an app somewhere that can help you go back to the date that Herbert was there and you can see the stars oh, that were in the are, sky. Yeah. And can you do that? Is that, is that a thing? You can. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. Well, then doing that and finding out what Herbert would have seen when he was lying there. Mm waiting to know whether he'd live or die that could be quite a nice link yeah i love that thank you another idea was forces in world war one the aircraft were very different to aircraft today but thinking about the types of aircraft that would have been used the fact they would have had two wings two sets of wings two sets of two wings mm-hmm. because of the propellers not being strong enough in those days to power the aircraft like it does today and and thinking about things like thrust and lift and drag and gravity in relation mm. to that again it's not necessarily in the story but when herbert's lying there he probably would would have heard craft overhead and obviously he would have been surrounded by it as part of his life in the army as well. So thinking about forces and using that as a way into discussing them. Just wondering whether you can make that closer to the story by looking at the forces involved in firing shells. Yes, you could. Yeah, you could definitely. Yeah, the speed that they go and the amount of energy that's used to to repel them. Yes, you could. Although I worry about it being too close to home, but you could do. And certainly in in school, we try not to encourage like play fighting and things. And I, I don't know if that would be going down the wrong path, but Possibly, Mm. possibly as it's in classroom and it's more of a structured situation. Yeah, I guess I'd personally maybe much rather suggest doing that with a story like The Spider Who Wanted the Stories, where you've got a jaguar being flung out of a hole. I think it was one of the stories we looked at to talk about forces and momentum and things, because Mm. there, yep, you can take your stuffed toy jaguar, stick them in a slingshot and change the angle and the the speed and everything. Yeah, that sounds like a good point for that story. Look at it with that one, yeah. And another slight sort of link could be sound waves, thinking about how sound travels. Of course, yeah. You know, he's hearing the thud, thud, thud of the soldiers and how that sound is coming to his ears and how it's travelling and using that as a link into sound. Yeah, because it would have been quite chilly there at night and sound tends to travel faster and easier through cold weather, doesn't it? That's a good point. And there would have been all the echoes going around as well. It's it's really giving me goose pimples uh, (laughs) talking about this story and and how really it all was. Thank you for going in there and and coming out with all of these learning ideas, folks. (laughs) That's sadly all we have time for in this episode, folks, and indeed this week. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world, so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. We'll be back next week so Corporal Herbert Bauer can help us plan lessons in history, religious education, design and technology, and music. Right now, though, it only remains for me to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. Soon.